0: Welcome back to my show, as I promised you guys yesterday, this week is also having many amazing authors. Today we have Miss um, Adele Griffin with us today. She is a middle grade author and a YA author, but I'm not going to do an introduction for you guys. She's going to be introducing herself. So, hi Adele, how are you today?
1: I'm good. Thank you for that introduction. I'm excited to talk about my middle grade novels on your podcast.
0: I'm so happy
1: that you can make it here today. I'm happy to be here. This is fun.
0: Um, So please go ahead and um, introduce yourself and maybe tell us a little bit about your latest
1: uh, middle novel. Sure, I would love to. My name is Adele Griffin. I uh, have been a career writer uh, my whole adult life, writing middle grade and young adult novels, but I started um, as an an editor and editorial assistant in New York City. That was my first job out of college. I went to New York City from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I worked for Macmillan Children's Books where I read a lot of kids' books. I really just wanted to work there because it was only seven blocks away from the apartment that I found. And so I thought, well, I think I, I am so new to this city. I want to make sure I know where my job is and I can see that it is close to where I work. So I interviewed for this job in children's books, not thinking that I would become an editor, not even thinking that I would become an author, just thinking that I needed to make some money so that I could live in the city so that I could figure out what I wanted to be. Um, So I got the job. That was very lucky because my first boss was a really nice mentoring uh, woman. And the entire department was actually really great. And I got to learn a lot about how to make a book. So for me, one of the most interesting parts of the job was that I was always writing reader reports. I was um, reading a lot of books. A lot of people submit books to publishing houses hoping to be published. And in that time, I would just write up, a they called it a one sheet, just to tell my boss what this book is about, if I liked it or not, and then if I did like it, I'd put it in her inbox for her to give it another read, or I'd ask another editorial assistant. And in doing that, I started to develop a real interest in writing my own stories and so i'd go home from work and i would work on my on my own on my own books i'm i in particular began to think about a middle grade about my my father had been in the in the army and we were stationed in panama on the panama canal zone when i was when i was about i guess about 11 years old and i started to rewrite that experience and remembering how we were outside the. And the feeling of what it was like to grow up at that time, and how it was so interesting and different, and that became eventually my first book, *Rainy Season*. Although it really wasn't a book for a long time, it was just a big pile of papers under my bed until I got um, I got a computer and started to to, to write it to write up all my thoughts. But the whole time I was I was working, so that was sort of the very first. Be, the, the beginning of my of my career as a children's book writer was being an editorial assistant.
0: I feel that's like really inspiring and really nice, mainly because your journey obviously starts from somewhere um, like you never plan on becoming an editor G or anything. Like you just wanted a job, which you couldn't live off, right? You just found a nearby job. You never knew you would actually get the job. And then from there, you build it up and then you reach the editor stage and then you became an
1: author. That is exactly it. And it took me, um, you know, quite a few years of just working in publishing. I left Macmillan and I went to work for uh, I went to work for Houghton Mifflin. It was a little group of books called Clarion Books. And and then I worked for the Disney company for a while. And as I was just moving jobs and trying to learn how to become an editor, I began to, what I realized I loved to do was the writing part of it. You know, they have catalogs and sales copies and on a book, there's all kinds of, um, jacket copy and I more, I was far more interested in the writing than making contracts or, you know, other, other responsibilities that go with the job of making books, especially in children's books where there's picture books and chapter books and middle grade, and I just really enjoyed middle grade and I really enjoyed the writing part of it and I started to hone in on what I liked but I can't say that I knew in six months or even a year or even two years what I was going to be you know I was I think that in some ways just living in a big city was very inspiring for me because the city was teaching me just how to be a person you know how to live in a city how to pay rent how to pay my electric bill how to remember um, you know you had to learn the subway, all kinds of different things that, that was happening to me. And as I was learning to become an adult, I think it was also very relaxing. I was a I was still a very young adult. I was I enjoyed writing about how it had been to be a younger person. So that for me was a nice balance. Yeah, I
0: feel like um you'll always be inspired from um your daily life or real life storybooks. So um, let me ask you this question, which is that: um, Have there been any elements in your life which you have used or drawn in
1: from and used in any of
0: your record books or buy books or any of your books?
1: Oh, I love that question because yes, I have. I have a couple of different answers for that. The first is that I lived in so many different places growing up. When I count back, I attended thirteen different schools before I was fourteen years old. So sometimes that was two years at one school and then two schools in one year. And I jumped around a lot because of my dad's job. Um, So I was always a new kid. And I think when you're always a new student and you have to relearn how to make friends all the time, either it kind of makes you more shy maybe, or it breaks you out and gets you to be more of an extrovert. And for me, I think it made me a little bit more shy. Um, So I was always very happy to live in the libraries you know, not live in the libraries, but always be in the library and check out books and and have a life in my head that was, I guess, more comforting. And as I went from school to school to school to school, the thing that I really relied on were series books, because I knew in a library there would always be, I mean, and because this was before online, when you could just have access just to a series, I would, I would need to know that the physical book You know that if I put back a book that I could find another book in that series, even if I was in a new state. And I think that inspired me to write series books. I've written a few of them in my in my career. I've written The Witch Twin series. I've written a series called the Vampire Island series. I've written The Beckett List. Um, That was a series. I wrote The Oodle Thunks. That was another series. Um, and as a writer i've i also feel that there's something really cozy about going back to the same characters and just revisiting something that feels very familiar for me
0: yeah i feel like umyonancece is really elaborate and really good because um, most of your um like writing ideas possibly come from what you already know Unless, yes. because even if it's a fantasy or anything which is not real, like in the fiction side, you still are probably taking a little bit of information from your daily life. Maybe if not for your setting, but maybe for your characters or your mentors, which are being portrayed in the book, or even a dragon could be someone you're symbolizing. Maybe you're trying to symbolize, um, maybe if the dragon is not evil, but nice, that could be a twist. And maybe you're inspiring that from maybe a person who you perceived as evil, but turned out to be really nice those kinds
1: of things. Yes, I think that's a really good point. I think that, um, you know, even when you're in fantasy, you are kind of like, you need to ground your characters and your narrator in something that feels familiar. And those tend to be the familiar emotions that we feel. And, you know, whether we're feeling shy or curious or enthusiastic or angry, you can put, you can put all of those characters, you can set them just about anywhere as long as people feel some sort of an emotional pull. I know that I've done series about all kinds, you know, with animals. I think that it doesn't really matter if it's animals or fant- fantasy characters or whatever it is, you can just always find, um, you know, the humanity of it. I would also say that um, when I wrote my Witch twin series, I was, a, I, I got, I was getting married and my husband's sister had twins and the twins were when I met them eight years old and I had never really known identical twins before and I was just completely fascinated that I had a pair of nieces who were so alike on the outside they looked exactly alike but on the inside they were very very different humans and I began to be really inspired and curious about the differences of my nieces so inspired that I wrote which twins that series really came from thinking about what does it feel like to have somebody that you look at and it's like you're looking into a mirror, but that mirror is almost a trick mirror because that person is completely different from you. So you really don't have an ability to predict them and understand them. and yet at the same time you're very close with them. That's one really
0: interesting actually because um, I've always thought as twins being pretty much the same same voice, same uh, characteristics. But I feel like from what you say I really understand that they can not all of them are the same. Some of them may share the same um like like the same kind of behavior, same kind of structure, um beliefs and all of that. But most of them tend to be different. Like one would be maybe gentle, one would be maybe more supportive and maybe not like the one kind of person who just reads.
1: Yes. Yes. And that is how it feels. And, the, and even today, of course, I, um, it was a very, it was a long time ago when they were young. Now they're fully adults and they've made such different life choices. Like their differences um, are really what's more strong in some ways than just the color of their eyes or hair, which didn't really matter at all. It's their, now I know them both so well. They, they are completely different people to me. But um, it was very fun also just to write to write that series and to try it out. I had never written a series before. I had never been married before. I had never had twin nieces before. So for me, that was a lot of fun, new things.
0: Yeah, that seems pretty fun. Um, my next question for you is, um, do you write fantasy novels? If yes, um, how do you write the obstacles your characters come across? And like, what do you do to develop that obstacle and make it not too tough, but not too
1: easy, that your character can ease Hmm, That's such a good, thoughtful question. You know, I'm always writing and I think that no matter whether I'm writing for very young or right now I'm writing for, I guess you could call my age, you know, an adult novel, I'm always thinking about um, how to just play with how much we feel inside that character. And just to get into the technical side of your podcast and about writing, I changed tense the other day just to see if that would bring me closer. I was having some trouble with my book and I thought, well, what if I changed from past tense to active tense and see if that got me a little bit better inside the character's head. So I, I pulled that trick on myself and I realized that it actually changed the whole personality of the character and I think things like that I mean, I've been writing for years and years and just to play a little, you know, writing trick on myself and say, how can I figure out what this is? Um, maybe I'll just do a simple tense trick. It really changed how I thought about the character on the page. It, um, I think that present tense in a lot of ways feels a little bit more the way we think inside our heads and it brings us closer to our consciousness you know like to think oh I'm gonna do this I'm doing this I'm doing this rather than I was I was um so that for me was just a new I think I'm thinking about that a lot because it's like in my head right now but I mean in terms of obstacles I think this is almost like a lifelong writing issue not an issue but just sort of like um you know, a thing that I play with, what is the obstacle? Does this obstacle, do we care? Why do we care if we're caring? And, um, you know, why are we caring now? To just sort of put a problem through its paces. Would other people care? Do the friends care? You know, why? the why of the book? Um, why this character? Why right now? That's really important, you know, to sort of interrogate the whole thing. No matter what kind of story you're doing because i feel like now that i've written so many different kinds of stories i'm amazed by how connected i am to the the process is always the same in a lot of ways yeah um i really like the
0: ways that like um obstacles can be different right some of them could be internal obstacles some could be external and like they can come in different ways and like you really need to dig into the why part of each character why they are doing what they're doing how they're coming out of the obstacles and all that that was really interesting how you put that um my next question for you is like you have been writing so many books and stories and novels over the past years have you found the writing process to be easier and faster or do you still feel like you dig a- take
1: a while to like write? Oh, good question. I uh, Let me tell you, I am a writer who loves to write. And over the years of my career, I've met, you know, probably hundreds of writers by now. So many writers you get to meet at different book festivals and different events and even just parties. And I've met writers who don't like to write at all, but they love to have written. You know, they love that the book is done. And then I meet writers who aren't as interested in writing, but they love to promote, you know, and 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 make this book be alive in the world. And I meet writers who write very, very urgently for, you know, a bit of time, maybe a few months, and then really need that break of not writing. And I know that I identify myself as a person who loves to write, and I love to write every day, and I wish I could write all day long. I love mostly but the, the joy of just inventing stories. I love to to name streets and I love to name names and I love to think of plots and then I tear it all down and I'll write it again. And I'm very much a writer who is just interested in the story. I wish I were more interested in other pieces of what writing is as a, as a as a job because I know that there are lots and lots of things like making sure your Instagram has different things on it or your website or promoting but I just love I just love the stories and for me I think I've just become as I've gotten older I've just have gone even deeper into that love you know of just writing the stories if I could make everything else just maybe an hour a month to do everything else I would do it that way I mean that's not really how it works but that's how I wish it worked because I don't like any separate, I don't even like to have lunch when I'm deep in the store. I don't like to break at all. I just stay at my desk, and think about my characters. And I think about them when I go to sleep. And I think about them when I wake up in the morning. And it's all very vivid for me. It makes me feel very, um, I don't know. It's just, I feel very lucky. I feel super lucky to have a job where I can live so deeply in my imagination
0: that's amazing i mean as a writer if you do not like writing um that much i
1: mean you can still be a writer even then but i feel oh, like you very love- successful you know like writers who don't really you know they, they can i've met so many writers who are such good writers and they still can say oh no it's just it's a job for me you know it's hard i feel like if
0: you enjoy it and do something can really like put in all your work and effort into it I mean even if you're not enjoying it enjoying it doesn't like how much you would enjoy as if you're playing a sport or reading or doing something like that yeah I'm pretty sure like even then you would still be having a good product if you're like willing to put in the effort and work into it
1: yes I think so I feel like you know we all have our different ways and our kind of different hacks on how we Like on Fridays, I try to say, okay, on Friday, I will now do more of the business part of my job. And I'll try to, you know, remember to put together my Google deck for an author presentation, or I'll try to, you know, order some bookmarks or do things like that. But, but um, but mostly, I just love the, the writing, writing part of it. Actually, my, I have a 14 year old, my 14 year old son said, the other day. Oh, I just love to do art. I wish I could do art all day long. I wish I didn't have to go to school. And you know, probably as a mom, I should have said, Oh, well, but you have to go to school. But instead, I bet the writer in me was like, oh, I'm so sorry, you have to do anything else except art. I know the feeling of just wanting to do one thing all day long. And I'm sorry that you have to do um, math and gym and things that you don't like.
0: <laughs> um, I mean, Like, you could consider writing as an art form as well, because art is, what's the definition of art? Art is basically anything which is creative.
1: That is so true. And full
0: of color, right? So writing is full, I mean, it may not be physically full of color, but when you imagine all the colors in your head, imagining the storyline, the plot, it fills in colors. In a way, It just like, you are the artist who's writing something, which is also a piece of artwork.
1: That is a beautiful smart thing to say i completely agree with that it's very well said um so would you like to add anything else like
0: maybe any final any advice for young writers who are aspiring to write a bigger novel or focus on a bigger writing project or oh. just be the inspiration to
1: write yes for things sure things like you know i think it's always good to keep reminding yourself that you must be your own very best friend you have to even if you get to the end of something and think this isn't how I had a beautiful idea that lived in my head and then it's it's a wreck on the page it doesn't it didn't turn out the way I thought and I know that feeling all writers have had that feeling at one time or another and it's enormously frustrating especially if you don't feel like you can look at a book that did turn out right, you know, when you're sort of in the beginning of your career and you can't say, well, but this, this was published and I have these books to show for myself when it's just you and your ambition and your imagination, you, you have to really uh, give yourself a lot of credit that you're doing it at all and be your own best friend and be gentle with yourself and understand that the that the work is is there that, that, that to save your things, save everything. Don't be too hard on yourself or don't be hard on yourself at all, really. Um, be amazed and dazzled by your, um, by your tenacity and the fact that you've decided to even embark on this is such a wonderful journey of your imagination and it is worthy. And I feel like, you know, even today I've, I've had, what, 30-some books out in the world and I feel like I have to give myself that advice today. So it's advice I still give myself because ultimately we all land up looking at a blank page every day. That's what we all have in common and we have to fill that page with our in- deepest imagination and it's hard and so be kind and good to yourself and then my second piece of that is make sure that all the people who are your first readers are also kind and gentle you want people who are your cheering section you don't want people to tear you your work down in these moments of vulnerability when you are first showing your new brand new things to the world you want you want all of your, your core group your core critiquers to be also um, people who will make you feel all the things you need to feel, which is, you know, work that, that your work is worthy. Um, I still feel so I feel very lucky to have that group and and I would encourage anybody to make sure that they also have that group of good readers.
0: That's some really amazing feedback, I mean, like, um, advice for young writers or even any writers out there, um, because that um, feedback, I mean, I don't know why I keep saying feedback, um, that advice is, like, really applicable to anyone out there who loves writing or is starting out to write, because I'm pretty sure in the back of their mind, they're pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they're thinking whether they're actually cut out for writing, but I mean, you will never know until you start writing, so you need to, actually write in order to tell whether you're... Technically, there's no set rule as to whether you cut out, right? Um, if you do it, then well, you can do it, I guess. You just need to like, maybe read stuff, read other people's books or read craft books, like um, uh, like this is a book I'm currently reading. I've read it multiple times, it's called The Magic Words. Um, It's a writing great books for children and young adults by Cheryl P. Klein.
1: Oh, very interesting. Yeah, and, and I did a book talk. I'm writing that down. I'm writing that down. You know, I am always love to study writing. No matter how old I get, I like to be to feel the curiosity of being a student of writing.
0: Yeah, I did a book talk on this yesterday. So anyone listening to this episode right now, you feel free to check out that, um, that um, episode. I did that episode yesterday, just in case you want to check it out. Anyways, um,
1: thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you so much for inviting me to your podcast. I'm so impressed that, about, that you have a podcast and I think it's so cool and inspiring and I'm honored to have been picked to be a guest. Thank you.
0: Um, I hope you have a wonderful day everyone and even you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, everyone stay tuned for new episodes every Sunday. Um, but this week you'll be seeing an episode from me on Tuesday as well as Thursday. Anyways, guys, keep reading, keep writing and have a fun day.